from my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for listening in on another episode of Soon to Be Esquire. I want to thank you all so much for giving me that time, those two weeks to really prepare for these finals coming up. Um, Since everything was pushed back because of the hurricane that happens, pushed back two weeks. And really, my last final is December 20th, which is so close to the holidays. But that is okay. Um, I'm preparing. I am, you know, buckling down again. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Every time, y'all. Every time I get this feeling, this lovely feeling during exam season that I'm just over it, which I have talked about several times on this podcast whenever exam season rolls around. But I'm just like, you know, I'm ready to get it over with. Let me get through it. It's never a time that I look forward to. Um, But it's here. It is what it is. Um, Luckily, though, I only have two finals. So that is, that's amazing. Um, Rather than having all of my classes be finals, that's great. And I think next semester I'll only only have one final. So thank the Lord. So happy about that. But anyways, guys, let's get into this episode. I'm going to give you guys an update on where I've been, what I've been doing, how I've been doing. And I also want to get into a topic a bit about about something pretty interesting. I want to talk about um, BIPOC people apologizing for just, oh gosh, things that they didn't do, but basically apologizing for their white friends or their white counterparts or coworkers um, being offended when BIPOC people say, oh, you said something that has offended me. So not that they've done anything wrong. Um, But anyways, we're going to get into that. I watched the show Harlem. It came out Friday last night, actually. Super great show. Um, And there was an episode about this whole situation. And then I also read this review about it, and it got me heated. But we will get into that a bit later. I want to focus on um, this update that I have for you guys about myself and how I'm doing. And then, of course, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to tell you guys about um, the next episode, which actually is going to be the season finale. Episode eight is. um, I'm going to tell you guys who's going to be on that episode, and we are going to close out the um, soon to be friends series on that. So part two will be coming very soon. But anyways, guys, I really want to get into this update. So, uh, I have been busy. (laughs) I guess that's such a, that's a simplified way of saying that. Um, but I've been really tired and I'm hoping somehow this weekend, even though I have to study and prepare for exams, that I can kind of catch my breath. And I think because since I only have two exams, I will be able to do that, but I'm so exhausted, y'all. So two weekends ago, I had a girl's trip with some friends and we drove to Dallas um, about seven hours from New Orleans. A great time, you know, kikied it it up. (laughs) Had so many great restaurants we tried out. Really excited about that. Tried out some new places I've been dying to go to um, since 
being back and forth and between Dallas and here in New Orleans. But that was a really good time. And then two weeks after that, I was like, okay, I, I need to, I really need to get started with this whole exam stuff. Um, so that's why I needed to take the break to really focus on that. And <laughs> the weekend after, I guess, no, that was three weekends ago. Was that three weekends ago or four weekends ago? Oh my goodness. Anyways, the weekend Two weekends before the Thanksgiving holiday is when the girls' trip was. And then the weekend before the Thanksgiving holiday, I planned on going home to Florida, seeing my family. Um, But my plans quickly changed because my youngest sister went to go see her mom in Illinois. And then my dad went back down to um, the Miami area. And then my sister was going to be with her kids and her man with his family. And I was just like, okay, you know, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) That's cool. I'll figure out what I'm going to do. So very last minute plan. uh, I just drove to Dallas and I was with Josh and his family um, for the holiday, which was a lot of fun. Um, And it's just funny to me because literally after I made that drive for the girls trip, I was like, oh, my gosh. I am not doing this drive anymore. Like this drive is honestly seven, seven and a half. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad of a drive. But for someone like me who I get motion sickness very easily. So if I'm in the back of the car, motion sickness, I'm on a train for more than X amount of hours, motion sickness. If I'm on a plane, that is the worst for me. It's, I don't know what it is. So I'm always carrying around my peppermint essential oil, always ca- carrying around my Excedrin, um, all, all the medicine to keep myself together. And so usually I like to do no more than four, five max hours on the road driving just because I get tired, my hands start to cramp up, and here comes a headache. The sun is blazing down and stuff because I also don't like to drive during the night. Um, and I'm just like, this is this is great. So road trips are not really my thing unless I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> um, but and I was driving this time, except on the way back. On the way back, uh, I didn't drive the last three hours because y'all, I was high. I was like, I need to pull over. One of y'all will need to drive. And I had to take a quick nap. But um, y'all was like, okay, I'm not going to do this drive again. It's not for me. It's for the birds. And what did I do a week later? Literally made the drive again. Um, So I clowned myself. I literally looked like a clown. Um, But I had a good time. I was only planning on being there for one week. So I got there Saturday. I was planning on leaving that Sunday, but we got back so late from, we drove down to San Antonio to be with his family. And then we got back so late from San Antonio because if y'all don't know, (laughs) if you all do not know about the 35, oof, in Texas, that interstate is terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. What normally should be a four and a half hour drive turned into seven, eight hours. It ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Like on the way there, last time it's, we, uh, we went to San Antonio, on the way there, four and a half hours, maybe five. 
normal time or whatever. There was a little bit of traffic, so that's kind of why I guess it turned out being five. This time with the holidays, okay, I was expecting maybe six. But it turned out to be seven and a half, something like that. Wild, wild on the way down there because there's usually not that much traffic going down. But on the way up, whew, I was expecting the worst. So I was like, can we just leave? Let's leave at 5. Let's leave at 6 a.m. Let's just, like, let's try to get ahead of this if we can. Y'all, we didn't leave until, what, 3 (laughs) o'clock? 3 p.m. I was so (laughs) irritated. I was like, yep, mm mm-hmm. Got in late. I was tired and hungry. (sighs) It just, it was a time. It was a time. Um, But while we were in San Antonio, it was a really, it was a lot of fun. I learned about these things um, called penny-made biscuits. Ooh, those things are so good. Those things are fire. I guess they only sell them at this um, grocery store in that area, H-E-B. And um, it's a local, um, I think, company that makes those biscuits. They're so good. I bought three bags and brought them back to Dallas. And I had them like every morning. It was a blessing. Anyways, those biscuits were really good. But yeah, so I planned on just staying for the week. That didn't happen. I wanted to leave on Sunday so that I could work on this big project that I had due Thursday morning. Um, and Sunday comes around. I'm just too tired to do that. So I try working on Sunday, get some stuff done. Um, it didn't, it didn't go as planned. I got some work done, not as much as I wanted to. Monday comes along and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this other assignment I have to do. So I'm working on these two big projects kind of at the same time, but mainly this other one for my insurance class rather than my business planning class, because that one was due, um, that one was due that Wednesday morning, I mean, Tuesday night. So I had to hurry up and get that done out the way. And then I tried working on this business planning thing and I'm like, okay, let me try to leave Tuesday morning. But I didn't get enough work that I needed or wanted to get done out of the way in order to leave at that time. So I kept pushing back a day, pushing back a day and pushing back pack a day. And I basically didn't leave until um, this weekend. <laughs> so I'm finally back in New Orleans. Um, I really had to get that project done out of the way to focus on the rest of the exams. I only have one other assignment left for a class. Thank goodness. And I can just focus on this. I'm hoping I can get that done today. Tomorrow at the latest. It's not anything big or or anything like that. Um, But once I get that done out the way, I'm going to finally be able to breathe and focus on exams. I would love to take a day or even half a day of just like doing nothing. Just laying in bed and gosh, read a book, drink some iced coffee. And that would be amazing. All right, y'all. So I'm on this iced coffee kick. I understand why people now drink coffee. Before, I was a tea drinker. I loved my green tea. I loved my Earl Grey tea. Loved all the types of tea. And I liked it hot. Okay. But um, when I was waking up in the morning at like 6.30 and 7 in order to get a good parking spot, which is ridiculous, um, when I didn't have class until like three or 
didn't work until 10.30 or 11.30. Anyways, I would wake up and stuff. I would be so tired around 10.30 and then I would be tired again around 1.30. And the tea just was not doing it for me. So I had to get on this um, coffee kick. I don't like my coffee hot. So I had to start doing iced coffee. Super good. I get it. It's really good. And when I don't have coffee, I realize how tired in the afternoon um, I can get. And I don't like to drink a lot. I just try to sip a little bit, um, not trying to have too much. But I understand it now. I get the coffee kick, y'all. I understand it. But anyways, um, so I finally, I'm finally back. I'm hoping I can reset. If I can get this assignment done today, that would be amazing. So tomorrow I can reset. Um, looking forward to tomorrow, Sunday, because um, at my church home, we're going to have service. And then afterwards, there's actually a good amount of um, people there who are law students as well. I'm the only Loyola one, but there's a bunch of other Tulane law students. So we're getting together Um, We're going to meet after service and pray for each other during the exam season, not necessarily to perform well, but to have, you know, peace of mind, stillness and quietness and just remaining calm throughout throughout this time when it can be pretty overwhelming, which I think is kind of interesting, especially now I feel like as a three, I'm like, oh, I should be used to this. And I feel like I am. And i I know too well year. I really prepared. I mean, I prepared for exam season. Um, and I don't think I felt as much stress as I did one L year because I didn't know what was coming. Obviously, it was new. But this year, I think because I've been doing this running back and forth and stuff, uh, and I pushed some things off and kind of getting that anxiety feeling again. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um, seeing what that will bring and then, you know, studying again, but, um, maybe I can get some quiet time during that. And I still have classes y'all. So Monday and Tuesday are my last day of classes. Thank the Lord. I'm so excited about that. Um, because I just, like I said, I really want to focus on this, this exam time and really hone in on what I know more importantly and more importantly, what I do not know so I can get answers from my professors um, because that is key. It's great to know what you do know, but what you don't know and if that pops up on the exam, which it has for me, oof, that happened before. That was, that was scary. That was not a good time. Um, so trying to get it all in by the professor's um, deadline of when they're accepting their last questions and everything like that. Um, I had to ask my professor about that um, the other day because he said no one really has ever asked him that before, which I'm kind of surprised because um, most of the professors here have deadlines as to when they stop accepting questions. And that exam is next Tuesday, and I did not want to email him on a Saturday. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to answer this question. It's too close to the exam or even on a Sunday. I mean, that's, that's pretty close. Um, understandably so. But anyways, y'all, I just, I'm really looking forward to just having a moment to stop for a minute and focus on one thing rather than focus on 20 other things. I 
did plan on going back home um, just quickly to say hi to the fam and then going back to Dallas to go to Illinois for the holiday. Well, let me explain. So I was going to go home to Florida. It's my dad's birthday um, on the 11th. And um, I was going to go, you know, say, hey, stay there for a few days fly out after my exam because my exam's on the 14th. So I was going to get there on, um, after service on the 12th. So, um, hang out with them, take my exam, leave the day after my exam on the 15th, fly to Dallas. Um, but I had to change my plans, um, because my dad's having just this minor surgery or whatever, and I have to drive him back from the hospital and stuff. So now I'm leaving on the 18th. Um, So I'm leaving on the 18th, going to Dallas, and then going to be there for a while. And then Josh and I are going to see my mom in Illinois for Christmas. Super excited about that. Uh, We went to Chicago. When was this? Was this a Labor Day weekend? I do not recall. We went to Chicago recently because although, I mean, my mom's from Joliet, which is about 50 minutes away from Chicago, um, I've never done really touristy things in the city. Um, So I wanted to kind of, you know, be a tourist for a weekend. And that's what we did. That was a lot of fun. Um, But now we will be actually in the Joliet area and getting to see the fam. Um... So I'm really excited about that. I love Christmas time. So many great traditions we have. I'm excited to get started on that. But I really want to, like I said, I'm not even going to focus on that right now. I'm going to be focusing on these exams. So just preparing for them, taking it, getting it out the way. Um, But like I said, I have two. So I don't think my study days will be as intense as they um, normally would be. Like if I was studying um, for four classes or even three, for even three exams. But because I have the two, I think I can space things out a lot better this time. And it's December. And usually I do that three, two, one um, study method that I talk to you guys all about in season one of the podcast. I will be doing more so of a, well, since I have an exam coming up, on the 14th. I'm like just going to be studying for that class up until then. I have another one on the 20th. I'll be studying just for that class up until then. However, I'm going to be kind of adding a bit of the um, class that I have on the, on the, the exam that I have on the 20th for that class just a bit so I can get any of my questions out of the way uh, before the deadline passes, you know, that I mentioned before. But anyways, um, I think that will kind of give me a sense of ease um, and just relax a bit so I don't have this anxious feeling anymore. So that's kind of what I'm feeling right now, where I am, what I've been doing. That is the update, y'all. That's it. And so I want to talk about now um, this this idea of black professionals or I guess black people in general, but um, obviously since this podcast is geared towards 
um, BIPOC people in the legal field. I'll more so be talking about how this pertains to individuals in that field. So I watched this episode of Harlem and I kind of mentioned something along the lines of this earlier on in the podcast as well, um, this season and last season, um, the last two episodes of season two, and then earlier on, um, this season, season three of the podcast, where, um, I talked about this lawyer, um, at this event, coworker says her name incorrectly. And she's like, oh no, it's this. Uh, this is how you pronounce it. And he's like, oh, I've dated multiple um, Hispanic women before, so I, I, I know what I'm saying, but okay, your name is this. She inquired about it. Okay, what do you mean about it? And he's like, well, I mean, I'm just saying so, you know, I understand a bit about the culture. Um, you know, that's, that's not necessarily true. Um not sure at all just because he dated some Hispanic women that doesn't mean you know how to pronounce all names all names now but um anyways it reminded me of that because I was watching this episode of Harlem um last night and this one of the characters she's in this Broadway play and uh it's a, I mean a terrible Broadway play y'all get out <laughs> they make they're trying to make get out into a musical that's not what the show's about but anyways, so she is a character in Get Out, and um, the girlfriend, the the white character, the girlfriend of um, the main character, she, as they're rehearsing or whatever, they end the scene or whatever, and they're about to take a break, and she's like, oh my gosh, I can't with this ghetto studio. I can't with this ghetto setup. The script is so ghetto. <laughs> and one of the characters, one of the main characters in the actual show, not the play. She's like, oh, what do you mean by that? You keep saying ghetto. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, and the white the white actress is like, are you calling me a racist? I don't know how she got from A to G. I don't know how she got from A to G. I don't understand. Because not a single word that started with an R came from the main character's mouth. And then they kind of got into it, and the main character was like, well, you know what? If it walks like a duck, and if it quacks like a duck, it's a racist. <laughs> and then the director who of the play, who's actually a black man, he came up to her and he was like, yeah, you need to apologize to her. Um, she stormed off into her, into her dressing room or whatever and started crying and... Um, the main character was like, are you for real? I'm not about to apologize about her white tears and how I made her her feel bad for her microaggressions. Um, and it got me thinking about what I was just talking about just because, and you know what y'all she, so the episode was mainly about her talking to her friends. Like, should she apologize? Like she doesn't want to apologize. Um, but, and then her friends are giving her different advice. Like, well, you want to keep your job. This is what a lot of adults have to do. This is what professionals have to do. And it really got me thinking, like, what if I'm in this scenario? And honestly, it's probably going to happen. 
um, whenever I start practicing law. Kind of, I'll tell y'all. So um, something else that happened last summer after my first year of, uh, after my 1L year. Um, But anyways, so I'm just, it got me thinking like, okay, so what would I do in this scenario? It really had me thinking, like, what would I say? Because there's that, that battle of, well, obviously you want to say something like, well, what you said was quite inappropriate and it was offensive. Um, But also at the same time, it's like, I don't understand why you feel bad for me explaining to you how I feel. And then now I have to apologize because you feel bad. Whereas that didn't happen in in the other scenario. She didn't apologize to um, the main character about how she kept saying ghetto, 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 ghetto. Um, But the main character had to apologize to this white actress. And then the director actually made her do it in front of everybody, the entire cast. And then, you know, they're, they're hugging each other. And she's like, this is just ridiculous. Um, and she's like, I'm so glad you said that. I needed to hear that apology. It's okay. I forgive you. And that really like that, that really irritated me. Like you forgive me. What? What? That is actually bizarre, actually bizarre. And I kind of, I'm just trying to think about this. Is it, if that was me, how would I really handle this? Because I can talk all day about, oh, this is what I would say. I would say X, Y, and Z. I would tell her. I would put her in her place. But at the same time, I honestly think I would be so confused as to how she would be offended. That's just idiotic to me. Idiotic. And I honestly might laugh in if I was in her, her situation. I might have laughed in the director's face. Like, you want me to apologize? That's wild but honestly it happens a lot more often um than I think I realize um one a situation I can I guess explain to y'all was so last summer when I was working somewhere um one of the employees there uh she was like oh my gosh your hair is so pretty I noticed the other day that it was curly um but it looked longer curly than it is straight y'all it was hot. It's summer. It's hot. So I had a wig on. It was a bob, a short bob wig. And, um, you know, I had it on. It's hot. <laughs> and she comments on, on my hair. She's like, oh, yeah, I was just confused because it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I This is what I do know. I know I'm not going to touch your hair. I learned about that. I watched a documentary. And I was like, what the hell I was like what now this is going on in my mind y'all I'm not saying any of this and I'm just like mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and I just say okay and I and then I just walk away because I just I was like what just happened what just happened super confused um but I think maybe in another scenario I could have been like you know what actually it would be great if you did not comment on my hair um, I'm so glad that you watched that documentary about not touching hair. I'm so glad that happened for you and that you were able to experience that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, don't talk about it. That's, that's, that'd be great. 
you know, just it's going to continue changing. It will. It will continue changing. Um, but yeah, that was just a really weird situation for me. But from that, if I if I would have said that, would she have been take taken that as offensive? Like, oh my gosh, what what are you talking about? How is that offensive to you? Oh my gosh, are, do you think I'm a racist? Like, it amazes me as to how you really can jump from A to F, from A to Z. Like, that is that's wild. Um, but it really got me thinking, like, how would you respond? And so I kind of want to run through, I guess, some responses with y'all. And then you guys can let me know in the comments on the gram or DM me about, you know, what you think or what you, how you would respond. Um, but towards microaggressions basically in the workplace. And so I think in the moment, it's always different. I will say that it's always different. You're going to always react differently in the moment rather than if you're thinking about it. I never thought about it before, I guess, that comment happened or even before I was really watching that episode or um, before I heard about the whole Hispanic name pronunciation situation. And I just responded like, okay, like, let me just dust it off, whatever. I don't know what that was about. I'm not going to say thank you or or whatever. I just like, okay, walk away, whatever. Kind of just be nonchalant about it. Um, and I guess I've been in situations like that before where I just ignore it or I, or I dust it off maybe because I'm not identifying it as really a microaggression, which is what it is. Um, and it's really complicated. Microaggressions are so, so complicated because they can be most of the time they're unintentional. Sometimes they're intentional, but it's more so about how that person perceives it. And it's hard to kind of monitor that. It's hard to kind of police that as well, because it's like, well, it's going to be different for everybody. And like I, some of the microaggressions that I'm now identifying that have been microaggressions, I was never really offended by it before because I didn't identify it that way. There was, ne- there was never really a name for it. And I kind of just let it go like, okay, whatever, that doesn't matter to me. Um, but I mean, if you're wor- in a workplace with this person each and every day, day in and day out, you know, that's, that could influence you. It definitely could. And obviously it has because that situation um, about my hair, I mean, obviously it's stuck with me. It's bothered me um, up until, I mean, since then. So, because I literally tell people about it pretty often, and I purposefully, this past summer, I purposefully wore my hair in different styles to, like, see, is there going to be be a reaction? Is someone going to say something? Um, I was just, you know, blessed and lucky enough that, no, great, no one did say anything, Um, and as they shouldn't, but anyways... So yeah, let's let's kind of go through this. We can I'm going to give y'all my thoughts and I really hope that you guys share with me your thoughts, but I think also we just have to know like okay, if you are in a situation where a microaggression happens to you, maybe you don't identify it initially, maybe it happens later on, maybe you do identify it. 
whatever you say then, um, it doesn't have to be one of these responses. It doesn't have to be whatever someone else says that you should do. You can just say, okay, and brush it off if that's what you choose to do. Um, However, if you are that type of individual to be like, oh, mm, actually, that's not, mm, I don't like the way you said X, Y, and Z. Then you can also be that person and we can kind of go through, like I said, responses. So one of the responses that I think if I was in the situation of let's just go with the show and a white actress kept saying ghetto this and ghetto that, oof, I would initially respond once I heard that. I don't, this is what I would do just because of the type of person I am. I wouldn't say in front of everybody like, oh, what do you mean by ghetto this? What do you mean by ghetto that? I would just pull her aside and be like, hey, when you said ghetto this, ghetto that, what did you mean by that? And then if she were to say, um, oh my gosh, are you calling me a racist? I would say, you know, those words never came out of my mouth. Um, and then I would just continue to say, but I am, I do want to have an open conversation an open dialogue with you about what you meant just because let me tell you from my perspective, that was offensive to me because of these reasons. Um, what next time, what I think you should do is rather than saying, oh, this is a ghetto studio. This is a ghetto, ghetto step, um, setup that, that we have. Um, this is a ghetto script. Um, rather than saying those things, what you should say is that, you know, I think that this stage could be improved with these things, or, you know what, we are working with a lower budget. I understand that, but the quality shouldn't always have to, ref- have to reflect that rather than saying the word ghetto. Um, so that's one of the responses I would go with. Obviously she might not be taken too too kind to that response. But I think the most important thing that we have to learn, and I was just listening to this podcast the other day, is that it's so important to listen. It's so important to listen rather than to react. And I am a reactor. Like, I I react very quickly. Um, And that's not always healthy. Um, So I think it's really important to listen to where their perspective is coming from. You do not have to understand it. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I don't think um, that's really what needs to be done. But if you listen, you can kind of figure out like, okay, I see how you would think that that's something okay to say. Because, you know, maybe you've heard your friends say it or maybe you've heard you've seen different posts on social media you saw a tweet about it or she just thinks oh that's just a word that I use to describe something x y and z that she doesn't like or that she thinks is a lower quality I I would say okay I understand I, I I hear you I see how you have used this word as an adjective um to describe whatever different situations a particular thing And then I would also offer my perspective. And I think having an open conversation about that would be really helpful. But always asking the question, what do you mean by that? I think can really, um, would really help in that response. Not what do you, what do you mean by that? And what do you mean when you said X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. Are you saying this? Don't put words in their mouth. 
don't put words in my mouth. Rather than putting words in your mouth, what you would have said is, instead of saying, are you saying this? Just say, okay, well, what I heard is this. Um, because obviously you wouldn't appreciate it if, if um, they're saying, well, are you calling me a racist? You didn't say that. Not at all. And if that is what you think, then you can just say, well, microaggressions, you know, it's a type of behavior. It's a habit. Um, and it's associated with racism. You know, um, you could just explain it that way as well. But I think for from my perspective, I think that's the best way to handle it in a professional setting. Like this past summer, um, when I changed my hair to box braids, no one asked me about my hair. Uh, I went to the bathroom one time and I came back to my office and someone someone stopped by. I was like, oh, I didn't see I didn't see you in today. Um, I thought that was you, but I just wasn't sure. And that was that. And I just asked, oh, what do you mean? And they just said, oh, I noticed that um, your, your um, hairs and braids, and that was that, didn't say I like it, didn't say I didn't like it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, um, I have it in braids now. I change it up all the time. Expect that. Um, and it was just like, okay. And that was that. It wasn't a whole situation how it was very uncomfortable um, hearing a woman tell me how <laughs> she's watched the documentary about black hair. It wasn't an encounter like that. Um, but it was just to the point, like, okay, expect to see my hair in different styles as anybody else. Um, and that was that. Have a great day. What do you want to do for lunch? Et cetera, et cetera. And I think, like I said, that's some of the best responses that I think would really be helpful in a professional workplace, in a law firm, in an organization, um, nonprofit, government job, whatever your plans are after law school. I really think just listening to each other would be the best rather than popping off. Because let's say you do pop off. Let's say you're like, what you said was really offensive to me. Um, it sounds like you're a racist and I don't appreciate you saying ghetto this and ghetto that you need to apologize. (laughs) You know, um, that's very forward. Um, if I were to receive a response like that, if someone were, were to say to me, oh, Madison, um, yeah, you pronounced my name wrong. I don't appreciate that. Um, you need to stop calling me this, this, not, you need to start saying this. Now me on, on the hand, I would be like, oh yeah, of course I got it. Someone else on the other hand, because they have not had situations like that before. They haven't had a situation where they're in a classroom and a teacher pronounces their name incorrectly. They haven't been in a situation where they've been called, oh my gosh, you're the whitest black girl I've ever met. Or, um, they've never said you're the nicest black person I've ever met, or you're my black best friend. <laughs> because they've never experienced any of those things or something of the like, they're not going to be able to have um, that understanding and like, oh, I automatically know where you're coming from. Not going to happen again. You're going to have to explain to them why. You're just going to have to because um, if you pop off, oof, that is going to be an uncomfortable work environment. And it's going to end in two different ways. You continue to work there in silence 
and that person, if you have to work with them, it's going to be quite um, uncomfortable. That person might tell um, somebody else in the office. And um, those people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she did that to you because they're only getting one perspective of the story. Um, Or one of y'all leave because it's that uncomfortable or because you're so irritated. So I think it's really important to address them head on because I, I will say from my experience after that hair comment, yeah, I was uncomfortable for the rest of the summer um, once she was saying, oh, I've watched documentaries of black, black hair. I don't know why you told me that information. I really don't know why. I could care less. I'm glad you watched the documentary. I really could care less. Um, and so, yeah, it was just very weird. And I knew that um, I would maintain some connections. And, you know, obviously a good feeling with everyone in the office, maintain a, a respectful relationship. But I knew that's not that wasn't somewhere where I would try to pursue, continue working at, or, um, yeah, I just, it, it was not, it was not a good fit for future plans, let's just say, just because of that one situation. So I knew, all right, let me do my work here. I'm going to continue reaching out, maintain communication, let's say letters of recommendation. Oh, how's this case you've been working on? Or how was the wedding? You know, keep it there, but not something that I would be comfortable enough to make a deeper relationship into, if that makes sense. So I would love for you guys to think about what I've just said. Think about what your responses would be. Because like I said, I'm a person who can be very reactive um, and my expressions are always on my face. So I could say something trying really hard, trying really hard um, to not say one thing, but it is going to be on my face. I don't have a poker face at all. And so what I have learned, I tested it out this the past few months um, with some family members and friends just asking, oh, what do you mean? Each and every time, it was genuine. It wasn't like, oh, what do you mean? Let's get this conversation over with. It was a genuine like, okay, let me try to figure out what do you mean when you say this? Um, and I think some of them also kind of were surprised for to ask, like to see someone ask them questions like, oh, okay huh, well, let me explain to you what what do I mean by this? And sometimes that answer would be like, well, I don't know, I just say this because of this, or I just do this because I do. And so really getting into why people do the things they do, say the things they say, um, I think is beneficial for both parties. But like I said, let me know, y'all. Um, You can DM me on Instagram at the podcast Instagram or even my personal Instagram. Check it out. I love you all so much. Um, We'll be back in two weeks. All right. So the next podcast episode is going to be with, oh, now these are some, some bad women, some bad mamma jammas. (laughs) Have y'all ever heard that before? Anyways. Um, some Dillard alum who are now across the country, um, are some of the best 
friends. I mean, not some of they they are best friends. And I'm so excited for them to be on the podcast. Um, my old roommate Raven is going to be on the podcast with her bestie Kiana, who also attended Dillard. We all were on the mock trial team together, had a great time with them in undergrad. Um, and it's going to be a good time, a good, 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 good time. And I'm so thankful um, to be interviewing them. Y'all are going to get all the tea. It's going to be so good. But anyways, y'all, I know I have been rambling on long enough. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have an amazing, have an amazing week. Um, I will talk to y'all soon. Check out the Instagram.